Do you know what it takes to move good to great? Are you almost where you need to be but not quite there yet? Find your way to success today. Welcome to the James Stentley Show with Dr. James Stentley. We've got the tips and guidance you need to propel your success to the next level. Now, here's your host, Dr. James Stentley. Well, welcome back. I'm excited. You know, today is Friday and I'm here and you're here. So it must be time for the James Stentley Show. And remember, we don't think outside of the box because in our world, there is no box. I'm excited because today I have the honor of being able to have a very special guest, somebody who's been very helpful to me and supportive of me and everything we've done. And I'm going to talk about many of those examples as we have this interview today. But this gentleman owns his space when it comes to marketing and branding. But he also is a great, phenomenal teacher. I mean, he is a student of success, a student of creating trends and getting ahead of them, but knowing how to plug your business in, your message in, to help you be able to create the success you want in your life. This young man, not only is the founder of Icon Builder, but he's the former CEO of Guerrilla Marketing. He's the former owner of LCO Communications. He's been featured on everything, everywhere, Fox and Friends, The Today Show, ABC, NBC, all over the world, on every major stage with all the top thought leaders on the planet. He's a best-selling author and award winner, but more importantly, he's helped other people achieve the same type of success. He shared the stage with people like Bob Gates, former Secretary of Defense, and Mark Victor Hansen, and even me as well. But I have the pleasure and honor to introduce my friend, Mr. David T. Fagan. David, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think I'm usually your opening act, James. Uh, last time we were at City Summit there, I, I, I spoke right before you. So I, I, I opened for you. I'll have to add that to my, I'll have to add that to my bio. <laughs> I opened for James Denley. Somebody might have made a mistake on that one. I guess it doesn't matter. But before I go into the interview, man, I understand today's your birthday. My birthday? Is it your birthday? Who? Not my birthday. Andrew, oh, it's Andrew's birthday. Oh, they give me the wrong message. Oh. Well, happy birthday, Andrew. He's our controller with Voice America. Happy birthday. It's yeah. not David's birthday, but he, you're looking younger and younger, man. You're doing one of these Benjamin Button things on. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Very kind well, of you. You know what, man? I want you to not only share your story, but I want to let go of the rain with you because you're so good at what you do and you understand what I'm doing. But I want everybody to know that when I wrote my book, Five Frequencies of High Performance, he helped draw that title out because I didn't know what I wanted to call it. I didn't know what I really wanted to talk about because I had a big uh, basket of content. But he showed me how to mind map and pull things out of me that I didn't even understand how not, not only how to do it for myself, but how to put it together the right way. And then create the color scheme, the brand, the website, and put everything together where I had a seamless, trend, seamless launch with my business and everything was in sync. And he's done it for thousands of people. And he could do it for you. So, David, I don't want to hold you up, man. I don't want you to, first of all, tell everyone your story. And let's go right into marketing and branding. And what do you think is important? How has the world changed from the time you started and now and what's happening in the future? Loaded yeah. question. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I, I've had a, a few lives, right? A lot of us have had different lives, different industries, things like that. You know, um, I actually had a life in uh, real estate, banking, real estate. You know, I did that in the early 2000s, me and uh, just about everybody else, right? And, uh, you know, that, that was a lot of fun. Learned a lot about, um, 
you know, investing, making an investment in yourself, you know, some of the biggest purchases you might ever make. I ended up having five different offices in three different states. We did mortgage banking. I owned a couple of real estate franchises. I had a couple hundred people reporting to me in some way, uh, shape or fashion. But um, by about 2007, I kind of saw the writing on the wall and I kind of got caught up in that whole downturn. And uh, I had 26 different properties and basically lost them all, either sold them or had to give them back to the bank. Um, in 2007, I, I sold everything left that I could. I put everything in storage and me and my kids, we camped out for the summer, which my kids still refer to as the best summer ever. And I refer to it as the worst summer yeah. ever. Well, now I can look back at it a little more fondly. But um, the one thing that was going well for me at that time is I had a radio show. And it was syndicated in three different states. And, you know, I got on the radio. I was on every single day, 12 to, to 1 p.m. Uh, David before the doctor. I was on right before Dr. Laura. And uh, for that summer, I was literally doing the radio show from my campsite. So I'm in a campsite in Oregon. And I'm on a cell phone. And there's a producer talking into my ear and I've got a campsite and it's, we're on a river. And, you know, so they're counting me down. All right, David, you're on in seven, six, five. Hey, the kid's going for the river. The kid's going for the, you know, hey, get him out of the fire. Three, two, you know, here, this is me. I'm doing, hey, this is David Fagan, Entrepreneur 101. We're going to be talking about negotiation today. He's floating away. He's floating away. You got to get him. You know, <laughs> so I've got kids, you know, running around. So, um, you know, that was kind of my life and um, I reinvented myself and I, I bring up reinvention because I think that it's something that's continually going on. And I think it's something that a lot of people are dealing with right now. And when you reinvent yourself, the right way to do it is to sit there and go, okay, well, what's working? You know, what am I good at? You know, what do I really love? What will people pay me to do? Right. It's kind of those three lists. It's that Venn diagram of those three lists, right? One circle is what am I really good at? Another circle is, what do I really love doing? Another circle is, you know, what will people pay me to do? And where all three of those overlap, that's really the sweet spot. So for me, I kind of thought, well, how did I, how did I really make money in real estate? You know, I was a good marketer. I was a good speaker. I put on a lot of events and I bring people in and I train them and I explain things to them. And, you know, I was good with uh, people and, you know, I just kind of sat there and went through all that. And I thought, okay, well, how do I leverage the best of that and, and reapply it? And uh, in 2008, a company called Infusionsoft, which some of people probably heard of, heard my radio show, Entrepreneur 101. And they said, hey, we're really growing. Why don't you come on in and uh, go out and speak on stages for us and share our message? And you've got this entrepreneur brand and, you know, and okay, yeah. So short version, I spent a year with them and helped take them from 7 million to 14 million. And I'm not saying I personally did that. There's probably a hundred people there, but I definitely did my part. And I got to meet and work with a lot of people like Mark Victor Hansen and, you know, Joe Polish and Michael Gerber of Emeth and Jay Connor Levinson of Gorilla Marketing. And after a year contract with Infusionsoft, um, Jay Levinson, Jay Connor Levinson, the father of Gorilla Marketing said, hey, let's, let's work together. Let's do something. So I became the CEO of Gorilla Marketing. And uh, for a year, I said, okay, let's do this for a year. So for a year, I, I did that. And by the end of the year, we co-wrote a couple books together and I helped create guerrilla marketing for attorneys and guerrilla marketing for dentists and guerrilla marketing for women and guerrilla marketing for real estate and just really helped monetize that brand kind of with the chicken soup for the soul model or kind of the idiot's guide or dummy's guide model. 
And then I, you know, went out on my, went out on my own, you know, and, uh, you know, and I, I learned a lot from those, those two years of, you know, working with those organizations and those, those places. And uh, that turned into buying a, a Beverly Hills PR company. And that turned into more and more publishing and turned into more and more publicity. And, you know, and then I kind of got to the point where I was like, well, you know, I'm kind of sick of driving two hours into Beverly Hills every single day and fighting the traffic and all this kind of stuff. And, and uh, luckily, you know, we kind of figured out the work from home game probably faster than other people did, but it wasn't without some major setbacks. But, um, you know, here, here we are today still doing a lot of the same things we were doing, you know, 10 years ago and, you know, loving every minute of it. But it, it required reinvention. It required shifting. It required pivoting. It required me going out and finding really good mentors. You know, it required me, you know, even uh, working, you know, for other people. And I think that's something that um, people uh, online, they don't always entirely get. It's almost like the entrepreneur mindset is we put down the person, you know, that's working for somebody. And it's like, look, you know, you want to do what you love and get paid for doing it. James Pixar called me today and said, David, we're going to make you the creative director tomorrow and we're going to pay you seven figures. Then I don't care if Pixar is my boss, right? Probably one of the most immature things that I hear out there is, man, I really can't work for anybody else, right? Like I'm, I'm unhirable. It's like, well, that's not really something you want to wear like a badge of honor, right? I mean, when you're self-employed, you don't have one boss. You have tons of bosses. Every client you have is a boss. You know, if James is my client, James is my boss. I got to make James happy. You know, I got to show up one time and do what I say I'm going to do. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of happiness that can come from doing what you love and you don't always have to be, you know, doing it yourself with your name in the lights. And um, a lot of the things of shifting and pivoting and reinvention have really helped me again this year. And I'll, I'll, I'll kind of end with this um, in, in answer to that question. I'll just kind of end with this too. Rigid people, they're not doing very well this year. <laughs> you know, people that are rigid and stuck in their ways this is this is not the time to say I will never change. This is not the time to say I don't have the ability to adapt. Rigid people are having a rough year. Uh, you know what? Something just stuck, just came to my mind when you were talking, especially towards the end, because you had a concept and people were confused by it. You said uh, quitting is winning. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit deeper? Yeah. Well, I always start with telling people that finishing is happiness. You know, if you want more happiness, finish your website. Want more happiness, finish your book. You want more happiness, finish, finish, finish. You know, finishing is happiness. But there is another component, and that component is quitting is the secret art to winning. Quitting is the secret art of winning. And I, I know that kind of blows people's minds, but, you know, if you think about it, you know, Oprah, you know, she did radio. She did small-time local TV. She could have said, hey, I'm going to be the best you know, weather person, I'm going to be the news anchor, you know, I'm going to rise to the highest ranks of the local news. But she didn't. She went out and created her own talk show and her own magazine. And now she has her own network. And now she has, you know, podcasts that are on the cutting edge. You know, um, Oprah Winfrey's a quitter. You know, Michael Jordan, he actually was in the game of baseball, right? He was in the game of baseball. His father just died. And he was playing baseball and he could have said, you know what, I'm going to be just as good in baseball as I was in basketball. I'm going to win just as many awards and win just as many championships. But after doing it for a year or so, he said, you know what, this isn't for me. 
he quit. He went back to basketball. He won three more NBA championships and is considered the best basketball player of all time. Um, Ellen DeGeneres, I know she's mm-hmm. kind of taken a little bit of a beating lately, but you know, she used to be an actress and a comedian, but she, it was not working for her. It wasn't, she wasn't getting the role she wanted. She wasn't getting the part she wanted. So she became a talk show host and now she's winning more Emmys than, than Oprah Winfrey. You know, so these people are quitters, Ellen, Oprah, you know, Michael Jordan, you know, I can go on and on, but quitting really is the secret art of winning. And where quitting goes wrong is people will quit in the heat of the moment. You know, they'll have a bad day. You know, someone hurt their feelings, you know, they had a bad day, they lost a sale, you know, they had a bad week, they had a bad month and they just, they quit in the heat of the moment. And so there's a right way to quit. And the right way to quit is to pick a time frame. Say, hey, look, I'm going to try this for six months. I'm all in. I'm going to do this for 12 months, right? That means on the 365th day at 11.59 p.m. at night, like you are still eating, breathing, sleeping, bleeding, that business or that whatever it is. But when the clock clicks 12 and it's the 366th day, I mean, I give you total permission to take a big step back and go, okay, is this making me happy? Is this the best use of my time? Is there something better I could be doing? And we don't want to be rigid. Like there's so many opportunities that come to me where if I was really rigid about my goals, I I wouldn't have taken advantage of those opportunities. So we want to be passionate about these goals, but we want to be flexible about the way we get there. And that's what I love about you, James, is you've always been influential. You're always a speaker. You're always training. You're always coaching but you're constantly finding different vehicles to do that. You know, I'm going to do a book. I'm going to do a show. Oh, I look, I can work with this organization over here. I don't have to be, it doesn't have to be my name on the door, right? They got a great product. They got a great service. I want to serve the world with it, you know? And so, you know, you get this. You know what? I mean, that's so important too, because uh, when we get involved in something, we get excited about it with these emotions and we have these, uh, these visions and dreams of gander, but, we have no clarity and we don't put a, a timestamp on anything. There's no exit strategy. It's how important is it to understand that if you're going to do something, you give it your all, but you have to have something that's measurable as you go forward. And sometimes, even if it doesn't work out, you will meet people or discover something on the journey playing full out that would be your true calling. Would you, have you ever seen that before? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And one of the mistakes we make as entrepreneurs is, we get excited about something, so we say we're going to do it. And we get excited about something, and we say we're going to do it. So I'm always asking people, look, how busy are you? And, and everybody always says, oh, man, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And it's like, okay, well, if you're really busy, how are you going to do this? And so then the question becomes, in order for something new to live, something old must die, right? And so, you know, um, and that's kind of the mistake that we make is, you know, hey, I'm going to do this for how long? I don't know. I'm busy. I'm busy. But now I think I need to do this. I'll just add it in. I'll figure it out. I'm busy, busy, busy. It's like, wait, stop. Let's focus on productivity. We're worshiping busy. Stop worshiping busy. Let's worship productivity. Let's, let's make productivity, you know, what we, what we make our priority. Let's make productivity the priority. Let's pray to that and worship that and focus on that, you know, and that, that will bring us so much more happiness. And you know what, man, you've been behind people with books, with their radio shows, magazines, even the television shows as well. I remember when I met you, you guys were, had created the whole show with Allison. Mm-hmm. And you've done so much work with so many people. I've seen you on the cruises when we we're all over the world with that and different parts of the entire planet just out there serving. So yeah. I want to talk about some of the keys to creating success 
in your life and whatever. There's certain foundational things that just apply to all things. So we only got a couple of minutes before the break. Let's take about 90 seconds and then we'll pick it up afterwards. What are some of the keys in your mind to somebody creating success? And then we'll go into marketing and branding. Sure. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about some of the, the creating that goes on. But in terms of success, you know, for years and years and years, you know, it's everybody's heard this before, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it again because it's really important. I'll add something new to it. Um, you got to surround yourself with really successful people. And there's nothing wrong with helping other people. You got one hand up, you know, someone's pulling. You also got one hand down, helping the, the help of the next guy. And you're going to learn a lot from being pulled up. But I tell you what, when do you learn the most? When you're the teacher, you know, sometimes when you're helping someone, you're like, man, was I this hard to help? Was I, was I doing this? Man, I got to remember next time someone gives me some advice that I need to do better. But there's this one hand up, one hand down. And, you know, we got to surround ourselves with, with really good people. And you got to ask yourself, do we, do we help the people who want the help or need the help? Want the help or need the help? And a lot of us in the beginning, we see people that need help. Well, I'm going to help this person. They need it. Well, if they don't want it, you're just back to busy and back to wasting time. But look around and go, are you surrounded by lifters or leaners? Are these people lifting you up and bringing out the best in you? Or are these people leaning on you and sucking the life out of you and bringing you down? And, you know, that's, that's a big thing to take an audit of, of, your, of your life. And there might be some people you have to fire. And I don't mean fire them like, you know, I've had people go out in the hallways of the event and they're like calling people. And it's like, you're out of my life. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't mean like literally fire them. I just mean like, you know, let them go their own way. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you, you need more James Dentleys in your life. You need more Les Browns in your life. Well, i tell you what, thank you for that, man. But the, for me, I continuously surround myself with people to help me stretch, grow higher. And it's always about service. How yeah. can we create value? And yep. the relationships are everything. So we're going to take a really quick break. We're going to come back with the amazing David T. Fagan. And we're going to talk about marketing. How do you market for dollars by creating value? So you don't have to chase the money, then it chases you. Yeah. Right back in about ooh, a minute or two with David yep. Fagan. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com As we continue on life's journey, there are certain situations which we all must face. Care and treatment don't always measure up to what it's supposed to be. And there are many questions that need to be answered. Tune in to Senior Straight Talk with hosts Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. Seniors deserve to have a purposeful and passionate, fulfilling life, and we'll bring you the information that you need to hear to make it happen. Listen on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or your favorite podcast platform. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel find out what makes the most successful people tick keep listening to the voice america empowerment channel voice america empowerment.com 
You're tuned in to The James Stentley Show. We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. Drop us a line to JD at thejamesdentleyshow.com. Again, that's JD at thejamesdentleyshow.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, we're back with David T. Fagan. I'm excited because right now we're going to talk about um, what David and his organization can do for you in your business to help you expand and bring your dreams to life and how to start, grow, and scale. Uh, because marketing is so, so key. So, David, when people work with you, what is the goal, what's the process like, and what value will you give them to help them achieve the results they desire, and why? Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of people will come to me for things like publishing books, you know, um, you know, getting their books done, getting out, maybe a course, you know, a website, um, you know, but I, I kind of want to shift people's mentality a little bit. Don't think of it so much in terms of, I need to write a book or I need to create a course or, you know, I got to create a membership site or, you know, a, you know, this kind of sales page or whatever. Really, if you're in the advice business, meaning you make money off the advice that you give, your coach, your trainer, your consultant, uh, you can be a doctor, an attorney, a CPA. I mean, these people are all getting paid for their advice. So if you're in the advice business, you have to realize you are the product. You're selling yourself as much as you're selling anything else. And I don't want you to think so much of creating books and creating courses as much as creating content. I know it might seem like a small shift, but it's a very, very, very important shift. Because when you're creating a book, you start and think, oh my goodness, I got to write a couple hundred pages about these things. We want to really break it down into something much, much easier than that. So, for example, you know, what's an idea you have? What's, a, what's an idea that's really resonating with you? You know, you have to kind of become an observer of life. And I think a lot of you guys out there, thought leaders, you know, you guys are very much observers of life. You know, James sees something. He sees something that the rest of us don't see. You know, even Cara, she'll see something. She'll see something the rest of us don't see. And it's like, oh, that's interesting. You saw that. You know, so we're kind of become observers of life. But when you have these ideas, what you want to do is turn it into a quote. You know, so like one time I uh, probably 10 years ago, James, I was seeing all this talk about dreamers and, oh, I'm a dreamer and I'm this and I'm that. I'm thinking, man, I don't I don't care about dreamers. I don't care about dreaming. I, I want doers. Right. I want clients that are doers. I want to be a doer. To me, a dreamer it just didn't have the right uh, emotional trigger with me. So I thought, okay, I'm going to turn this into a quote. So I came up with dreaming is good, doing is better. Dreaming is good, doing is better. So I took an idea, turned it into a quote. Well, now I took that quote and I turned it into an article. I'm going to write an article about why dreaming is good, great, good for you, but doing is better. I'll take a doer over a dreamer every day of the week. So now I got an article. Well, now that article could become a chapter. You know, an, an article um, can be 500 to 1,500 words. Nowadays, we don't want our book chapters to be very long. People want to feel like they're moving quickly. If you look at a fiction book like um, James Patterson or, you know, these kind of people, like you'll have a page and a half and it's a book. I'm sorry, a page and a half and it's a chapter. You know, three pages and it's a chapter, right? And so you'll be on page 11 on chapter four. It's like, whoa, we're really moving here, right? And so the point is, is that you don't want to have long chapters anyway. So an article can become a chapter. A chapter can become a book. A book can become a course. And it all started with an idea. So start thinking, how do I create content? Okay. And, and this is why we want to create content too, is because 
a quote can go on social media. An article can go on social media. You know, the article becomes a chapter. The chapter becomes a book. The book can go on social media. But we want lots of different ways to share our content. And we can't always expect people to read a whole book. We can't expect them to go through a whole course. So we start small and we build it up. But then we also have it broken down into all those small steps. And so, you know, the most successful people out there right now, they're content creators. You know, there's some things I love about Gary Vee. There's some things that I don't care as much about, but he is a, he's an amazing content creator. And that's what he thinks of. He doesn't, he's not really thinking in, in worlds of books and courses and whatever. He's just thinking of content. And so here's another way to talk about content, James. Sound bites and segments. How do you talk in sound bites and segments? When you get interviewed, you might want to respond in a soundbite or a segment. You know, uh, love Trump, hate Trump. He knows how to talk in soundbites and segments. You know, uh, you know, if he wasn't good at talking in soundbites and segments, he never would have been elected, right? You know, and the best politicians, which has kind of become a dirty word, but the best politicians, they, you know, they can talk in soundbites and segments, right? They know how they know how to do that. So it's these bite-sized pieces of information. I'll, I'll go one step further too. The idea that we need 45 to 60 minutes anymore to have a, a good presentation really isn't the case. You know, there's times that me, my clients, um, I, you know, Didi Wong, who, who we both know, you know, she can get on there for five, six minutes. And, and she, when she's done, she's like, I, I need to talk to Didi, right? I need to talk to Didi. Some of us, after five, six minutes, they want to talk to us. After 10, 20 minutes, they really want to talk to us. After 30 minutes, they kind of want to talk to us. After 45 minutes, they don't want to talk to us anymore. After 60 minutes, you know, they feel like they, they, that's an hour of their life. They're not going to get back. So there's a, there's a law of diminishing returns here as well, too. You know, it's like you got to know when to you got to know when to walk away. And there's a myth out there for a lot of speakers and a lot of authors and a lot of content creators that more is better. You know, I don't know if you remember this change, but, but like 2008, 2010, Every pitch was like the avalanche theory. I'm going to give you a, a hundred books and I'm going to give you 3000 videos. And I'm going to, people were like, I don't want that. That's going to make me crawl up in the fetal position under my desk and just cry. What they want is they want us to say, you know what? I just went through 500 pages of my content and I just whittled it down to the best 50 pages of all of it. I just took the best. James used gold nuggets when we got started. I just took the gold nuggets, 50 pages. And then I took those 50 pages and I turned it into five easy segments that I put on an audio recording for you. And I guarantee you in these five videos, it's going to change your life. Just going to change your life. Yeah. I handpicked them for you. I sifted, I sorted, and I separated out these things. Now that's what they get excited about, right? So you're a content creator, less is more, learn how to be succinct. And, and that's really the magic in this day and age. I mean, that's so true, man. You know, the, the best speakers make the fewest words go the furthest. Ah, yes. Right with that. You know, it's not yeah. about a lot of because the brain does not like to burn a lot of calories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're stimulated, turn it on, and let's go. And that's yeah. Really cool. yeah, that's so cool. Now, you've written a lot of books, man. I, I really remember the Icon book. Learned a lot from that. Um, share with us some of the books you read and what uh, value can people get from them? Books I've read or books I've written? I'm sorry, books you've written. I apologize. Um, yeah, I wrote a book uh, called Cracking the Icon Code, and right. it's really all about authority marketing. And I think everybody's 
you know, getting that that's an important deal, you know, um, how do you get people to listen to you, right? You want to get heard. You want people to listen to you. Um, you know, being the authority really helps. Sometimes we call that being a celebrity expert. I call that being an icon in your industry. How do you become an icon in your industry? You don't have to be an icon in the whole world, right? Like for a while, Joe Polish, he was an icon, right? With, uh, the, um, like plumbers, right? He was the carpet cleaners, right? Carpet cleaners. He's an icon within carpet cleaners. You're thinking, how in the world? Like, what, what would be the use of that? But Joe did very well. And he was able to turn that into quite a few other things. But yeah, so, you know, how do you become an icon in your industry? And, and there's a way to do that, you know, um, getting testimonials, getting endorsements, you know, winning awards, um, you know, going out, having before and after pictures, you know, serving on boards, you know, speaking in, in groups, um, becoming an author, becoming a best-selling author. There are certain types of accomplishments and achievements that qualify you to be an icon in your industry or a celebrity expert or an authority. And so, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in that. And uh, earlier I was sharing a little bit of my story and my path. One of the things that I learned very quickly when I was at Infusionsoft and um, speaking for them on stages, I'd go on stages and I would sell their, their software and I would teach about entrepreneurialism and I would teach about, you know, one time in the business and all these cool things. And I would go to all these different crowds. And this was new to me back in 2008. I'd go to all these crowds uh, where Dan Kennedy's speaking and, you know, Michael Gerber speaking. And I would just watch these people hang on their every word. They said, run to the back of the room and they were running to the back of the room. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what's, what's happening here? And I just kind of became a student of, wow, how did they get this authority? And wow, how, how did they become an icon in their industry? And wow, look at, look at how well people listen to them and give them a chance. And it's just like, man, and then I started realizing, you know, this is something really anybody can do. You know, anybody can go write a book. You know, anybody can do something for someone and get a testimonial. You know, I mean, there's lots of different ways to get credibility and to get influence through that credibility. And so, yeah, I wrote a book called Cracking the Icon Code, and um, it's, it's really about those things. And it kind of comes down to this, this one question that you have to understand that everybody's asking. It's only a two-word question. But when they meet you and they're thinking about working with you, they're essentially just asking themselves this one question, and it's this. Pausing for dramatic effect, James. Pausing for dramatic effect. Why you? Why you, right? Why should I read your book instead of someone else's book? I only have so much time. Why should I go to your event instead of someone else's event? I only have so much time. Why should I invest in your service or your product, right? I only have so much money. You know, why you? And it's not, some people hear that and think, oh, that's a, that's a competitive mentality. Not really. You know, it's not about putting somebody else down. It's about why you? Guess what? You go into a job interview and they pull out your resume what do you think that they're doing? They're, they're asking, why you, right? So they're saying, oh, you went to school here and oh, you have these accomplishments and this was your GPA and here's some references from some other places and oh, this is what you accomplished at your last job. Okay, I, I can see why maybe I need to hire you instead of another candidate. They don't have an endless amount of jobs to hand out, right? And as entrepreneurs, we're doing job interviews every day. And that's what our employee friends don't really get. They're like, man, it seems like you're always out there bragging. It's like, man, I'm not bragging. I'm applying for a job. You know, I want to be their publicist. I want to be their publisher. I want to be their content creator. You know, you, you work at a company. You already did the job interview. You already have the job. You don't have to do that anymore. Every day, I'm out applying for a job, right? You know, and so, you know, think about it that way. 
you know, you, and don't be afraid to answer the question, why you? And there is an art to answering that, and the book teaches that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, let me ask you this question. You work with so many people. I know a lot of them. I'm one, for sure. And I know what you've done for me because I had no clue about, I was just kind of stuck on, uh, I couldn't get the idea of what I want to call this thing, what I want it to look like. And you, you and your team brought me through that. And I learned a lot from it. But can you share with us some of the stories of success you've had with different people? And, you know, just tell us how that journey was, because everybody wants to do something, but they don't know what to do, what, how to start and how to get it to the point where it makes sense. Yeah. 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 Well, um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go a different route here with, I'm going to answer your question, but I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something really quickly here, just because I don't want to uh, come across too um, full of myself. So let me just tell you this. I am not even a high school graduate. Okay. Uh, I don't come from money. Um, you know, I was never really given anything. I'm, I'm, you know, you guys have said some kind things to me, but in a lot of ways, I am probably not the smartest. Like, you know, I, I'm not here to do math and science. Okay. I'm not your guy, but um, my expertise is words, you know, and I am good with words. I love words. Um, I love to write. It's, it's my passion. I, I write just because I, I like to write. I was that goofy guy in high school in the ninth grade that I would write poetry for girls and I would stick it in their lockers. Okay. And now would I stick it in their lockers secretly, this wasn't like a freshman ninth grader. Like this would be a 12th grader and it would be like captain of the cheerleading team. Like I, I was born with a delusional amount of confidence, James, okay? <laughs> <laughs> which sometimes has served me well and sometimes hasn't. So although I'm not good at other things, I love to write and I've been doing it my whole life. Um, maybe another time I'll explain the, the embarrassing end of some of those stories, but it didn't end well. But, <laughs> but I, lo I, I love the word. So, you know, when people come to me, I've just developed a process where I can get out the whiteboard and I can just start talking about, you know, tell me the things you identify with. Tell me the, the words that mean something to you. You know, tell me what people, you know, say about you. Tell me, you know, the things that you identify with. You know, tell me the things that are emotional triggers to you or feeling phrases to you. You know, what do you want people to get out of this? And I have a very, you know, on purpose way of pulling those things out and just getting them up onto a board, you know, and if we're doing it online, it's just, you know, a whiteboard that's right on the computer. And, you know, what I do is I sit there and just start to move those words around into some different scripts and some templates and some formulas and I'll give you one example. So one, one really quick example is you can do from, right? From zero to hero. So from to, right? From invisible to invincible, right? So from, so some that's just, you know, it's not rocket scientists. Another one is cracking some kind of codes, cracking the celebrity code, cracking the icon code. You know, I can figure something out and I can plug it into from and to, and I can plug it into cracking something and I can, you know, there's the such and such effect. There's the such and such law. So I've probably got hundreds of these in my head and I've taken them out and I've put them in books and courses and things like that. Um, but, you know, that's that's what I love to do. But yeah, so Jay Conrad Levinson, uh, John Asaroff, you know, uh, the neuro gym and things like that. We helped be a part of that client, Harry Dent, the economist. You know, we helped build and create a lot of stuff for him. I have a really nice video testimonial from him. Um, we've got celebrity clients like Janine Turner, you know, been in Northern Exposure and Friday Night Lights. She's in the movie Cliffhanger with Sylvester Stallone. And, 
you know, we've had some cool experiences there too, but you know, the success really is just, and by the way, James, you, you're the one who gave me this expression. It's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. I got that from you. And it's so true. You know, you're a brilliant marker. John Asaroff's a brilliant marker. I mean, most of these people I'm talking to, a lot of times people, they think, oh, you know, I'm really good at marketing. I must not need anybody. You need marketing for yourself the most. And the same thing for me. I don't do a lot of marketing for myself. I'm going to somebody else and saying, man, I'm too close to this. Like, what, what do you think? Am I crazy here? Like, and that's why I say the world is a focus group. Yeah. yeah. Well, you did that for me, man. I remember sitting there and um, you asked me certain things and I just expressed myself and all these words were on the board and all these stuff is jumbled up on this board, just every kind of way you can imagine. And you just showed me how to put it together by asking me questions and guiding me into yeah. my truth. Just guiding me into my truth. And you're right. I, I say it a different way now is you can't see the label when you're in the jar. Oh, I can't see the label when you're in the jar. Oh, see? Cutting edge. See, when, everyone, when everyone zigs, you zag. I like it. You're on the cutting yeah, yeah. edge. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Well, you know what? We've got about one minute before we go to break again. And when we come back, I'm gonna, uh, I want you to kind of talk about, I want people to get to know you. You're doing a lot of events online. I want people to, I want to endorse you so people can listen to what you have to offer and see if you can bring value to them. And let's just talk about what's the bigger picture that you see, especially right now, because yeah. we all evolve. People like us, we keep evolving. We don't just stand still. How do, what's next? How do, we yeah. get, how do we get ahead of this thing? How do we create? And then we throw it out there. So I want you to kind of talk about that. How can people get in touch with you or plug into some of the things you're doing? And I know that you have a gift for everyone who's online, and I definitely would like you to talk about that as well. Sure. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we're going to come right back with my good friend, the, the amazing. David T. Fagan. I mean, he helped me out of a hole. I didn't know what the heck to do. I, I'm brilliant, but when it comes to me, I'm stuck. And he helped me get unstuck and gave me clarity. And I love you and respect you and trust you because of that and endorse you. We'll be right back after this break. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time your favorite voice america talk radio network shows and hosts are in your car outdoors and wherever you need them to be listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market live up to your fullest potential this is the voice america empowerment channel
You're tuned in to The James Stentley Show. We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. Drop us a line to JD at the James Stentley Show.com. Again, that's JD at the James Stentley Show.com. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back. I'm going to talk about endorsements right now. I'm going to talk to David T. Fagan. I'll tell you, you know, he has an incredible partner, Isabella, and, and she has a, such a very special spirit of being professional, beautiful, but also accommodating and, and just so confident in a, in a very, it's like a quiet intensity. Mm-hmm. So I really am excited for, for you two and where you're going and what's possible because uh, it's so cool. For me with Kara, she completes everything I need in my life. And I listen to her and she's so brilliant as well. So I just want to say my hats off to you for that one, my friend. It makes me smile. It's good, it's good yeah. stuff. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, her magazine, Top Talent Magazine, has gone mm-hmm. really well. That's kind of one of her passion projects. Um, but yeah, she's she's done really well. Um, and yeah, just just like Carl, yeah, we, we are both very lucky for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we love that. We love when it works. Yeah. Look, let's talk about uh, you have a gift for everyone out here, a book, and I want people to be able to plug into you. So when people are, can tap into the things that you're doing, um, I know you're going to talk about content and value, man, but this, you have so much brains as a teacher and knowing how to pull uh, philosophies. Because we understand that the philosophy is really the psychology and then philosophy. Um, that you, you kind of own your space in that because you talk about things that Bruce Lee says and those little quotes, but yeah. you try to mean things that Tom Hanks about Tom and he tied in. So let's talk about um, uh, you know, what you're offering right now, what people can you know, get the free book and you know, hear from you and learn from you and be a part of your community as well mm-hmm. when they extend that. How can they do that? Yeah. So this is uh, my book right here, my latest book, uh, Word Genius. Okay. Uh, Word Genius, What to Say and How to Say It. And the forward was written by um, Kevin Harrington, one of the original Sharks to Shark Take, who I know you know. And I thought it was really cool of him because he said in the forward, he said, I wish everyone who ever appeared to me on Shark Tank would have first read this book. That was a pretty nice compliment. But this book is designed to help you pull those words out. All those things that I do in the strategy session, I kind of took them out of my head and I put them into the book. And not only did I put those strategies into the book, but I literally took a couple thousand of my most favorite verbs. I took a couple hundred of my most favorite adjectives. And I even have a verb dictionary and an adjective dictionary in the back. So you can literally just like plug and play, right? Like there's different formulas so how do you introduce yourself and how do you get attention and how do you, you know, how would you create the presentation or the pitch or the whatever? It's all, it's all in here. So this book, this is the hardback edition, but really easy. You could get the ebook of this at toptalentjv.com. Toptalentjv.com is the website where people register for our JV mastermind event. And when you go to that website and you're on that website, it's just got the pop out box It'll just pop out on the website, you know, and you can X out of it or you can just fill that out and you'll instantly get uh, the ebook version of, uh, of Word Genius. So basically what I did with James is in this book. Right. And so that's that's what this that's what this is. Um, it was a, a number one bestseller in a lot of uh, big ca- categories of writing and business consulting and, you know, sales. And um, but so this, this is this book has served me well. So I'll give you that ebook version of that at toptalentjv.com. And the most important thing in this book ties to kind of what you're asking about in this day and age, uh, James, you know, the really, the big, the big thing here is, and we'll call it the decision-making matrix, right? Like we can, 
we can teach you about marketing and we can teach you about publicity and everything else. But if you could pull something out of James or me or, you know, somebody else um, that's, that's doing a lot, um, it's really their ability to make decisions, right? So like every decision you've ever made has brought you to where you're at right now, right? You know, what is Oprah really? She's a brilliant decision maker. You know, what was Steve Jobs really? A brilliant decision maker. Like not every decision she ever made worked out or every decision he ever made worked out, but he had such a high probability of knowing where to prepare and what opportunity to take and where to take the risk and who to hire. And, but it was really the decision-making matrix. So yeah, I'm always telling people become a student of making decisions. If you can just become a brilliant decision maker, you know, life gets a heck of a lot easier. And one of the things that I talk about in this book is the feelings that need to be felt in order to help people move forward. There's seven feelings that need to be felt in order to help people move forward. And as a speaker, if I'm listening to a client or I'm listening to someone who's doing their presentation, you know, there's a lot of stuff about slides and images and words and all that stuff. But what it really comes down to is what are the feelings that they're helping the audience feel in order to move forward? And if nobody's moving forward, I guarantee you it's because they didn't help them feel that feeling. So I don't look at slides. I don't look at parts of a presentation and go, oh, I'm going to teach them this. What I, go, what I say is I'm going to teach them this and it's going to help them feel this feeling. Check. Okay, now I'm going to teach them this and it's going to help them feel this feeling. Check. So, for example, one of the feelings is that you're the authority, you know. So, you know, what do you do when you're speaking? You know, is it the introduction you get? Um, is it holding up your book and saying, hey, here's my best selling book and here's the guy who wrote the forward, right? What is it that you do? Is it a testimonial you show? So, you know, there's things like that. So, you know, knowing that it's duplicatable, that you're the authority, you know, having it make sense, having a sense of urgency, you know, having people like you and love you. You know, these are some of those feelings that are that are long talking points that I won't get into now, but it's all inside the book. And if you become a master of creating the feelings that people need to feel in order for them to move forward, your whole life just gets a lot, a lot easier. Okay. Wow. Wow. Well, I love that, man. I love it to death. And you know what? The, uh, when you mentioned Kevin, you know, Kevin's going to be on next week. Okay. So Kevin's our guest next week. We're going to end about, well, we got about seven more minutes. So we're about eight more minutes. And then we're going to bring in uh, Mr. Gordon. So I'd love for you to stick around a little bit when Gordon, we plug Gordon in. Yeah, I will. He's in a little early, but uh, he's going to listen in for right now. And uh, Gordon, this is uh, Mr. David Fagan. Gordon's been a friend of mine in Canada for like over 30 years. Nice. And we've made millions of dollars together. We've traveled all through Europe together helping people. And uh, he's always been just a, a big giver. And I want definitely you two to hook to get to connect because uh, for sure, like you need to know yes. this for sure. Okay. Well, David, okay, man, you're giving a lot of great stuff. And I really love that. What you said about uh, getting people to experience those feelings. Oh man, it's so, it's so special. And you can broke it down. I mean, I do it, but I just do it. You got it like a boom, 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 boom. I'm like, oh, I'm about to get better. <laughs> Oh, let me ask you this. Okay, they're going to go get your book. Can I, can I riff off of one thing you just yeah, said boom, there boom, a little bit? Boom. You're saying, David, you broke it down. When it comes to creating content, we were talking about books, presentations, whatever it is, there's, there's, a, there's a very powerful word that, that unlocks everything we're talking about, and that is quantify. It's all about quantifying it, right? So alliterations help quantify, right? Acronyms help quantify, 
using numbers help quantify. So it's not like, yeah, I've been doing this for 20 years. It's I've helped 1,100 people and I've sold 12, 23 million books in 62 languages around the world. You know, what, what's more powerful? You know, it, it, you know, I helped a couple hundred people with clients and I've done it for 20 years or that me and Jay Conrad Levinson, between the two of us, sold more than 23 million books in 62 languages around the world. So like it's countries, it's languages, it's numbers. So like, how do we quantify it? So I had a, somebody come to me the other day, they're like, I want to write a book, but I'm just a kindergartner teacher. Like, well, how long did you teach kindergarten? Well, 30 years. Well, how many kids were in each class? Well, about 30. Okay, well, how many of those kids grew up to? And I just kept building it out and building it out and building it out to pretty soon it was like, you know, I've shaped the lives of 3,000 people over the course of this many years. And I've taught, and I've personally taught 10,000 lessons for, you know, so I, again, it's the numbers, it's the quantification. Yeah. And so, yeah, don't, we don't want to just tell them that, but to quantify it will help them feel those feelings. Now, that's amazing, man, because it's kind of interesting you said that because Gordon So, um, he came to me and he, he told me, say, James, you've helped over 80 plus people become millionaires in the, in the industry of home-based business. And I said, really? And he began to quantify them and, and list them. And I said, yes. wow. Yeah. And he helped me do that. And then he said, James, you've spoken in front of a million people. I said, Really? Say yeah, we'll count it. And these audiences is ten yes. people. Sixty percent of them are brand new. Every yes. time, really three, four times a year in the states, four times in, in uh, overseas as well. And he stopped. And then I didn't even know what I had and what I had done to somebody outside of me was able to bring it to life for me. Yeah, but that's quantifying. That's so important. And a lot of people think that they don't have enough to quantify. But I guarantee, if most of you sit down and you you break it down there's a way to share those numbers that'll really paint a very powerful picture. Wow. Wow. That's pretty cool. Now I already have you slated my friend, the first week of weekend of uh, November to be part of our business accelerator 2020 with Jeff Hoffman and Frank Schenker, which people, you know, as well. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it's kind of interesting, man, that the relationship, tell us tip about the relationships that you've been able to create, because I'll tell you when we met, I, I was doing a, um, I think I was on the stage uh, in San Diego uh, interviewing John Asaroff and everybody else. And we had met before that, but we connected and you invited me to come yeah. to your condo out in uh, San Diego. Yeah. And everybody who, everybody was there. I was so impressed with that. I ended up uh, uh, doing business with several people there. Mitch as well ended up in Dubai because of that. <laughs> Dubai. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I showed up in your spot. Tell us about the power of relationships and what do you like about, what are the things that really make you feel good about some of the great relationships you have with these spectacular people doing massive big things? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a very, it's a very rewarding experience. And when you say relationships, you know, I, don't, I want to be careful that I don't take us in the wrong direction, but when you say relationships, man, James, we've had a rough year. We lost Ryan. <laughs> Rush Lion wrong. We lost, we lost Bernie, you know, um, uh, I've really just learned to value the relationships, you know, and just value the people. And we just, we don't know how much time they have. And what I've learned is everybody really has something to teach. And I love, you know, getting the chance to talk to people like you and really learn like, you know, what's your thing, you know, and like, what's your story. And I love stories. You know, I've had the chance to have a lunch with um, Larry King, and he, that, that was his thing. Like he just had a passion for stories. He wasn't a gotcha journalist. 
you know, and he, he valued the relationship and he just, he just was very naturally curious, you know, Jack Canfield, you'll see him sitting inside events. Now he's doing it from home and he's just taking notes. And you're thinking Jack Canfield's just scribbling out all these notes. It's like, really, you didn't know this already. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if he's taking notes, maybe we need to be taking notes, but no, I, I, I really value the relationships, but I do kind of, um, I do kind of judge my relationships a little bit. And I've gotten tough on relationships. I talk about surrounding people. So here's what I'm looking for, James. I'm looking for high profit, low maintenance relationships. <laughs> I don't want low profit, high maintenance relationships. Yes. Now I'll take a high profit, high maintenance relationship, but I'm hoping that I can kind of train them, you know, to maybe lower the maintenance level. And low profit and low maintenance relationships, that's, that's just, I'm just not interested in that. And the last thing I would say about relationships is you, I kind of look at it like a bank account, right? You know, I'm always trying to give to somebody. I'm trying to, you know, credit the account as much as I can. I don't want to constantly be taken from the bank account. You take and you take and you take and you take and you never give. Pretty soon the relationship becomes, you know, bankrupt. You go overdrawn, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm a big believer of working with givers, not takers. I'm a big believer in finding high profit, low maintenance relationships. And I'm a big uh, believer in everybody has somebody to teach. Well, before we uh, end the radio segment of uh, our talk, you know, uh, I brought that up, man, because, see, when I met you, I wanted the relationship in that. That's why I don't squabble with price and negotiate that, because I knew they would be unlimited, the things I learned and the people I would interact with, because I like to create value for all relationships. Yeah. And when I was there with Roger Salam that time, I mean, that definitely, we had reconnected. It took it to another level. But when we had a four-day event with a book launch, a uh, gala launch uh, for a nonprofit, and then a limitless for women. You gave me a call out of the blue, and you said, I heard you have an event. I'd like to come. And I got a guy who really wants to meet you. He's an actor. He was a producer. And on a whim, you guys flew out the next day and really yeah. served and gave everything. And he stayed, Marcella stayed for three or four days. Yeah. And uh, you, you brought him in and introduced him and took it off. And you got in front of the room and give and give and give. And I forever will always respect you for what you've done. Even if we don't talk for a minute, I, re- I always respect that, man, because you called me thank up you. and gave that to me. And I want to thank you for that. Thank you. And I want all of our audience to kind of know who you are as a person and a human being, because it's, it's bigger than business. And yeah. all the people we know from Kevin, he's the same way, a giver, a guy that's approachable, business people that play on a high level, but you can approach them. Yeah. I think that's the thing that's special because we're no different than anybody else. We started somewhere and we took action and did something. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to appreciate that and just thank you for coming on to the show. We're gonna oh, take thanks for having me. We're going to take a short break. Stick around because Facebook okay. is still up. You don't have to stick around for the whole thing if you don't want, but I just want to introduce you to Gordon, listen to what he's got going on, and see yeah. we've got some synergy and how can we impact the world, especially since we're all shut in. Let's do some fun stuff. So thank you guys for tuning into the show. This ends the Voice of America segment of the James Dentley Show. Remember, we don't think outside of the box because in our world, there is no box. And if there's no box, there's only, op- there's only possibility. There's only opportunity. And the world's waiting for you, you, to bring your greatness, to bring your story, to bring your gifts out to the world. We'll see you next Friday with Kevin Harrington, formerly from Shark Tank, uh, one of the founders of the infomercial world, a $5 billion man, and you're going to learn a lot from him next week. I want to thank you, David, and we'll talk to you guys on Voice America next week. Thank you for listening to The James Dentley Show. 
Be sure to join James for another inspiring show next Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you here next week.